You mean the innocent uh, cruiser, the cruise liner? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luce, it's not Lufthansa, it's Luciana, whatever, I forgot the name of it. Yeah. Lusa, Lusitania. Lusitania, thank you. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, you know, but, but, but the Germans were correct in that we did have stuff up there, but, you know, it's not a reason to kill a thousand people. So are you, uh, are you going on the record as saying you agree with the Germans? And I just want to make sure I get that right. That is not correct. <laughs> yeah, who had the box marked Lusitania as next discussion on topics? Now this is going to be about the media. We're going to rail on them a little bit. This is me and my buddy, Matt Mosley, known watchdog of the media, even more so than its twin, Brian Stelter. But we're going to get back into uh, why we don't trust the media. And it's gotten worse. Probably the lowest point that we've been in. Recent polls show that um, not only is it bad here, it might be the worst in the world. So they've earned it. We're going to talk about why they've earned it. And I uh, hope you have a few laughs. Anyway, we're not laughing right now. We're crying. That time of year. Welcome, Matt. We're going to have a nice discussion here on Season 2, Episode 25, HL Hardball. Hope you guys dig it. human resources professionals who walk the fine line between providing strategic support and grabbing a baseball bat, welcome to HR Hardball, hosted by John Reeves Whitaker. This is your leadership moment, folks. Don't screw it up. So here I am with special uh, call-in correspondent, media watchdog, all-around wise-ass Momo, Matt Mosley. Put this one together quickly because there was some big news that happened over this weekend that just just sort of typified a topic that we're both pretty fond of talking about, which is, you know, what has happened to the media, mainstream media. Uh, specifically, the Chris Cuomo firing from CNN was pretty big news. Um, it was big news because, I mean, they still have somebody like Jeffrey Tubin walking the hallways around there. And so whatever, whatever you do short of that, I guess, um, self-flagellation on, uh, on a Zoom call, but Chris Cuomo made the, well, he made several errors, but um, he made the cardinal error, too, of maybe telling part of the truth a little bit at the time until it finally got to a point where once the whole truth came out and he had some allegations against him for sexual assault, uh, sexual uh, assault from his time at ABC and at CNN, it turns out. And of course, what everybody, anybody who's watched that clown over the last couple of years, the whole thing he did with his his brother with uh, two of them interviewing each other every night, which may be the most unethical thing that's ever occurred in broadcast journalism. Regardless, he's gone. But it just it kind of uh, it just sort of typifies a lot of what's wrong with the media. And when I, I read this article on a Reuters report, Mo, and it was it's a one question survey. 46 countries, 92,000 respondees. The question basically is, I think you can trust most news most of the time. And do you want to guess the percentage of Americans that said yes? My guess would be 25%. Wow. Okay. 29, 29%. So out of the 46 countries, where does you think that placed the United States of good old America? I would say last. Dead last. We are dead last. The land that has probably created created the whole thing. I mean, the digital media, broadcast journalism, whatever you want to call it, journalism. We're going to call it that. That's a stretch. 
Um, they don't, we don't trust the media. And if you're talking 29%, that's, that's sort of removing the party lines from it. That's sort of removing a lot of the age demographics, <laughs> racial demographics. Set when 71% of your people don't trust the media, that's covering a wide swath of people. It's covering a huge. What happened to us, Mo? What happened? Uh, well, to my best guess, it's, it's money, right? It's related to ratings and money and clicks. Clicks is the new deal, right? So it's right. it's just an impossible thing. You know, if you go back and look at the uh, 71% or the 29%, if you ask probably on the conservative side, it's probably 10% trust the media. If you, yeah. if you go on the left-hand side of the uh, political spectrum, it's probably it's a higher percentage. Right. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, there's just it's whether it's Fox News, which, you know, I'll watch sometimes uh, CNN, MSNBC, which I rarely, rarely watch. It's all slanted to one side. Right. Yeah. You know, I think we're probably going to touch upon this, but, you know, CNN ratings are just miserable. And that's the thing right. about Chris Cuomo. He was their best, which was, if I remember correctly, it's under a million viewers right? but that's their best under a million he was the views. best looking ugly person they had yeah, yeah he was the best of the worst yeah, and it starts at the top with zucker but it would be great just a great uh test if cnn just did a complete 180 and they actually just went middle of the road and just to see what kind of ratings they would get no doubt they would get better than what they had but they'd they, have to but the question is how much appetite would there be for it and I, like for me the reason I can only watch Fox News some of, some of the times is because I get tired of partisan. Now, they're not always as partisan, to, in my view, as others. But, you know, I get tired of the same old the same old points, the same old things. There are certain shows that actually have good political discussion, which is really what I want if I'm going to get into politics. I want good political discussion, and you just can't really find that in many places anymore. Yeah, when you get on and you're, you think maybe you're watching a show that has some sort of uh... – nonpartisan viewpoint. It, it turns out even that's not really true. I mean, I love Greg Gutfeld. Like I know you do. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you, you've watched the five, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Correct. The five, which is usually four conservatives and one, uh, left leaning person who they just try to yeah. humiliate and beat the hell out of, right. <laughs> you know, something. And, or remember when it was Hannity and Combs, I, and I, loved, Hannity. I loved Hannity and Combs. And you know, the funny thing about it is, I really, really loved Alan Combs. And I yeah, do well, not, he seemed more rational of the two. <laughs> right. And I do not like Sean Hannity. I just won't watch him. No, Hannity is the he's sort of the the caricature of what I, I think if you ask most Democrats what they think all of Fox is right. like. I think he is the the caricature. He is the poster boy for uh, the bad side of Fox, correct. Right. So and you you know, you mentioned Zuckers, and so that's an interesting thing because uh, CNN used to be, I can remember growing up. I mean, we all, we've all seen it in the airport pretty much our whole life, which I understand is now ending. Thank God. Oh, really? But yeah, that's, I believe that contract oh, is gosh, ended. That's final. Um, but Zucker was the guy who took over CNN. I believe it was 2013. And at the time, like now they were in the crapper, you know, and he decided and it was a conscious decision that they were going to be less about boring news and more about opinions and more about uh, entertainment and more about bombastic type hosts. I mean, two of his first people he brought on or first three, I believe were Cuomo, Don Lemon, who is 
Ugh, don't even get me started. And Jake Tapper, who I think Jake Tapper is the closest to sometimes giving you an objective opinion. That's, yeah. Um, but, you know, he that was a conscious decision so they could have, like you said, ratings. Because you already had avowed sides drawn. MSNBC, everybody knows, is the hackiest of all left channels. Fox is the hackiest of all right channels. Watch them at your, you know, at your own discretion. Take it all with a grain of salt because both of them are blowing smoke up your butt. Um, but that kind of gives the rise to CNN's going, okay, well, we got to get in this mix. So we got to start doing the opinion pieces. Unfortunately, they offer opinions only on one side of the spectrum. Yeah. So they just kind of become a running buddy of MSNBC. Well, then it becomes a choice whether you're going to watch MSNBC or you're going to watch CNN. And obviously, MSNBC has dominated CNN. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, they have. Uh, yeah. And even on the right side, you get like Newsmax and OAN that have kind of come on the scene. Yeah. And I know people, yeah. you know, uh, that have just sworn off Fox News and gone going over to Newsmax or to AOAAN. <laughs> I'm struggling to say that, you know, but uh, it's a terrible, it's a terrible, it's a terrible call sign. OAN. That's a terrible call sign. Again, you know, I just, I, I actually like true give and take, you know, I, you know, even though, even though I end up mostly on the, on the right side of the political spectrum, I want to hear good opinions as to why somebody on the left, we should go that way. And you just don't get that anymore. You know, I think the closest to it that I'll watch is the special report with Fred Bear. Because, you know, I, you said on the five, their person on the left is usually a, a punching bag. You know, what was it? What was the guy? Juan? They, they bring somebody out. Juan. Yeah. They bring Juan Williams Juan out there. Williams. And, and he just wasn't, he just wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't articulate enough. As I struggle with my words, say O-A-N, being articulate. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't articulate enough to oh, really make idea. a good point of view. You know, and they have they have some good people every once in a while, and that's what Special Report does. I mean, as much as I don't like PBS, they have a lady from PBS that always has a good, differing point of view, and she makes a solid argument for the left side on things. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want to hear. I don't have to agree with it, but I just want some decent banter back and forth. Well, you know what's, what's happened is given rise to the digital news. It's given rise to the podcasters and the, the individual independent news sites because you just can't you can't trust the corporate media. You know they're all preaching their whatever their their talk track is, and it's all in exchange for money. But you think somebody like Joe Rogan? Let's, let's use him since he's become such a, a lightning rod lately. There's a reason why people listen to Joe Rogan. Um, sometimes the shows are tediously long and hard to listen to but when he takes on a topic he doesn't let anybody get away with with bullshit he genuinely is curious about all sides of the issue and and i can appreciate that and i think a lot of people can appreciate that so when he started getting into more of a political stance we started talking about you know some of the things that are hot hot issues like oh i don't know ivermectin Instead of uh, listening to the the actual podcast where he talked about it, um, it became a full on attack on Joe Rogan. I mean, why in the world would you do that? They want to be the headline yeah. instead of be the news, and that that's why people started. Well, I mean, they they didn't start. I mean, CNN they had one storyline for four years that carried them, and now they're that person's gone, <laughs> kind of. Well, you know, I don't, I don't listen to Rogan. I don't do much of him. But, but when he had Sanjay Gupta on, I did, oh, yeah. I did catch Great. that one because he just tore him apart. 
And, you know, and, and God bless Sanjay Gupta. At least he was honest <laughs> to some extent about the thing, right? But he, he, he had some great points and, and Gupta had zero, zero good responses and he didn't try. No, he didn't. And he, yeah, he half truthed it a couple times yes. to kind of, because he was in a terrible, terrible position. Right. But, you know, even after the fact, when everybody's, you know, pretty much universally agreed, he got destroyed. Rogan comes to Gupta's defense yeah. saying, no, he's actually a very nice man. It was a tough interview for him. He had the, he had the, the guts to go on. Right. And and I think a lot of these guys, you know, the, Oh, uh, Tucker's and the, the uh, Brian Stelters and the Don Lemons. Let's say Don Lemon went on uh, Ben Shapiro, for instance. I'd listen to that. I would give him all the credit in the world for going and standing up and actually giving some factual answers rather than being a one-way dialogue all night. And I, I think that's what we have. We have a lot of talking heads giving their opinion and telling us they're journalists. Been 25 great episodes here, season two. Uh, season three will kick off in January, and we already have some great guests lined up. Catherine Matiski, we've got the boys from Assembly. Uh, we have my good friend Julie Winkle. Giuliani is going to come back with another book of hers. Try to get the sleep expert Sarah Moe on. I've got Evan Sohn. I'm bringing the heat, baby. And uh, this time we're going to have a little treat. We're going to have a co-host. Most episodes will feature the co-host, my adorable wife, because everybody seems to like her more than me anyway. Something I've learned to live with. In the meantime, please subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a five-star. Give us a review. Be nice. Ladies are involved. Let's get back to Momo. And, and that's the problem, right? What is journalism? I mean, even, you know, gosh, it goes back years ago, Witsy, on the opinion page, the editorial page versus versus the uh, the news page, right? And even the, the newspapers blurred that immensely at a later time. And so even, but even when they write their stories, they still have their opinions in it. They still, yeah. you know, it all depends on their adjectives, right? How they're describing something. And you can tell yeah. how, which way they go on the political side, right? So it's, you know, it's supposed to be all about facts. You know, journalism, I took journalism in 10th grade at, at uh, Bowie High School. And uh, you, that's the first thing you learn about. So facts, right? You stick to the facts of the story. You don't make your political, your uh, your biasness, your personal things about it. It's all about the facts. You report the facts, and we just don't have that anymore. And that's part of the downfall of the of the paper industry, much less the internet side of it. So you know, there's there's a guy that I like and respect, and he's on he's on Fox News, but he's he's uh, Jonathan Swan from Axios. Okay, and they're Not familiar and with him. I watched something on Fox News the other night, and they had him on, and. Uh, they, so they show him interviewing Ted Cruz. And, and the important part, what you never see, whether it's the Alec Baldwin uh, travesty on ABC the other <laughs> night, it's the art of the uh, comeback question, right? They give you an answer. And do you just let that answer go or do you actually push them? And right. Jonathan, Jonathan Swan will actually push people. So he's interviewing Ted Cruz and Ted Cruz is going on about how, you know, different things about and then about different things about Trump, you know, good and bad. Of course, you know, Cruz and Trump had their squabbles, but in the end, I think they shared a lot of the same viewpoints. And they're talking about Trump lo promising to lower the debt. And Ted Cruz said he didn't. And, and Jonathan Swan went them off the hook. He kept going back to it, going back to it, and going back to it. And that's called journalism, right? That right. is called, you know, and he did the same thing with uh, Congresswoman uh, Tlaib. They were talking about a the breed that that they were sponsoring back in 2020, and it was releasing 
uh, all federal prisoners within 10 years. That and makes he, sense. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> and, uh, and so she was going on, you know, and he, he brought the point of, so you're okay to release sex traffickers and uh, child abusers, child molesters within 10 years on a clean slate. And she goes, no, that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. And he, she goes, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are mentally ill in the political, in the uh, prison system, which I think most people would agree with, right? There's not, yeah. the, the critical, the, the prison system needs to be fixed. I think both sides can agree on that. Of course, when you get to the thing and he just went and let it off the hook. And then, and this is where, you know, I have trouble with Fox news because they were showing the interview and they were just kind of hitting the highlights, making her look bad. Well, I went and watched the interview and she eventually came around to what Jonathan was saying, which was, yes, not everybody is general. Everybody should be treated individually, which of course is what everybody should be doing is being treated differently based on their, what they're in for. So yeah, but to, to release all prisoners within ten years is ludicrous. And he and he pushed back on her, and she finally relented. To yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I would love to see more of that too. You know, it. You mentioned newspapers, and unfortunately for old farts like me, anyway, who loved our newspaper, no. uh, it's going away. You know, newspapers are fewer and far between, and unfortunately for them, they're starting to believe that the way to, I guess survive is to become more like the broadcast journalism. So they're falling into the same trap. Now they've all become yeah, partisan newspapers. Um, I mean, Washington post versus the New York post versus the New York times versus yeah. the wall street journal or, you know, whatever. I can't read the Dallas morning news um, front page anymore because I know what I'm reading. But I, I think that one of the things about having something in print, it lasts a hell of a lot longer. And a lot of these folks who have made their living in front of the camera or these little sound bites, they say these ridiculous things and then they're not held accountable because it just kind of goes away in the ether. You know, it's like, and as fast as things happen, you know, you wait two weeks, everybody's forgotten all about it. I mean, they've forgotten it. So there's, there's no harm, no foul. But in that instant, when you flat out gave false information and you know it was false, who knows what what the end result was. And we, we've seen recently, uh, you know, up in Wisconsin, how the media, whether directly or indirectly, can influence a really bad response to something based on a false narrative they're pushing. When this guy, you know, in response to uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, deciding he's going to plow through a crowd, a parade, and kill six, seven people, and a couple are still hanging on. I don't see anything about that though i don't see the media even holding themselves accountable for that that maybe we shouldn't be pouring kerosene on things maybe uh, that's not our job yeah but well, they're never going to self-govern themselves they're never going to self because what you know if you ever if they if let's say the dallas morning news let's say they do an article and they get stuff wrong well when they find out three weeks later and they actually do you know tell on themselves it's on page 27 the very yeah. bottom right hand corner, you know, a correction, you know, or whatever. So it's right. not shit, you know, if you remember Michael Irvin, right? When he were he was accused about uh, rape, you know, yeah. he said he said, Y'all better report on this just as hard whenever I'm proven innocent and the tra- charges are dropped, as you are right now, of course, the charges were dropped, they were false. It was a fake accusation. And you know, and you know, it's not the same coverage. That's that's the way it's on either side of the political spectrum, that's the way it is now. You know, yeah. obviously, I think the media definitely leans left. I think there's no doubt about it. You know, and you're, what you're seeing is what you're seeing is I think you see the journalists are probably far far left. 
right? And that's why you get so many uh, people reporting on and favorability on the squad, right? So they, they see them favorably, which I think most Americans see them as unfavorably. Yeah. But because they have the same viewpoint, you know, they get a lot of publicity, a lot of, a lot of, cause it, you know, whether you're, whether it's good or not, people like me, which you don't like them are might click on the story anyways. And people that like them might click on the story anyways. And they, that's why it comes down to clicks. Clicks is the, is everything now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I fall right into the damn trap too. And I think we all do social media. You know, my wife will tell you that social media changed the game. And I, and I think, you know, I don't think it invented what we're seeing now, but I sure do think it, uh, you know, it pushed the accelerator down because there's just so much you could share in so little time. And in addition to it being about clicks now, it's who's get who has it first. Yeah. And if you have it first, it really doesn't matter if it's false. You know, you just get it out there. Well, we, you know, we, Nick, Nick Sandman, right? I mean, that's the perfect, perfect poster child for that, for that thing, right? They had to get the story out. They got the uh, uh, Nathan Phillips. Was that his name? Right. The, uh, I think the chief. So. I, I think, think it was so. Nathan Phillips. Yeah. They got him on there. They do all this stuff and they don't watch. All you got to do is watch the video. Just like yeah. just like a Rittenhouse case, right? All you had to do is go back and watch the video. It told the story, right? It told exactly what happened and when it happened. And that's why the kid won, you know, millions of dollars from Washington Post and from CNN. And that's why Rittenhouse is going to win some money too from these people probably. And yet they don't learn their lesson. You know, that's the thing about it. They don't learn the lesson. They do the same things over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, and it's about, you know, you you mentioned that this isn't new and it's not new. It's about whatever maybe your narrative might be and way to make stories fit into that. But, you know, uh, you remember one of the more iconic pictures in American history is with uh, Harry Truman holding up the paper that says yeah. Dewey defeats Truman. Yeah. I mean, this is it's not like brand new. And no. um, like in the 70s, early 70s, you had a lot of uh, military leaders going after Walter Cronkite because they thought that Walter was uh, kind of had an anti-war stance and was uh, making that clear lost and Americans were losing their will to fight or whatever it was. Well, of course he was anti-war. I think everybody was at that point, yeah. but um, that still wasn't his job. And it's, you know, it's tough because I, I wrote this piece that imagine yourself in that kind of situation. You have a, an opinion you feel so strongly about, and then you have to report somehow middle of the road and how hard that would be. And that's why I'm not a professional journalist. You know, and now, unfortunately, even the professional journalists aren't professional journalists. They're hacks. Yeah, yeah, they're hacks. And, and, and you know, the anti-war is one thing that the left got correct. I think many people agree now, right? Because oh, nobody yeah. has an appetite for war. That's what the Afghanistan war just taught everybody, right? It's just like, you know, unless, it, unless you're fighting Hitler or Stalin or whomever, you know, it's it's really tough to, to – uh, Send your send your kids over there to fight a battle that might not be yours anymore. Yeah. You know, you go back and you go back and look at World War One and World War Two history. Nobody wanted to get into it, right? I mean, that's why Wilson did not get involved in World War One, and that's why Roosevelt didn't get involved in World War Two. They just could not do it. They tried to be neutral, but of course, you know, the U.S. was not neutral. We were we were uh, building stuff for the Brits and building stuff for the uh, you know Alliance powers back in World War Two and. You know, you hear the story about the Lufthansa, right? The uh, the boat. It did come out that years later. Yes, we did have, we did have 
uh, war equipment on there. And we did have stuff, you know, and, you know, you don't sink it just because of that though, if you're the Germans, you mean, but you mean the innocent, uh, cruiser, the cruise liner. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not Lufthansa, it's Luciana, whatever. I forgot the name of it. Yeah. Lus- Lusitania. Lusitania. Thank you. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, you know, but, but, but the Germans were correct in that we did have stuff up there, but you know, it's not a reason to kill a thousand people. So are you, uh, are you, Going on the record of saying you agree with the Germans, and that, I just want to make sure I get that right. That is not correct. <laughs> the Germans were right about having stuff on the ship. Yes. <laughs> well, and you know uh, that same. But just, just, just for the record, Adolf yeah. was a was a horrible human being. What a just jerk, yeah. as Norm Macdonald would say. <laughs> yeah, God. that's that's good virtue signal on our part that we disavow. Oh, right. right, Adolf Hitler. Uh, in the same survey, this this goes a lot to showing you what the media, I think, is selling versus what the public wants. So that Reuters survey, 29% trust the media. 74% said they would prefer news with a range of views, even if their views are not favorably represented all the time. And I think that's that's exactly where I would fall in line. Give me some straight news. Because I know, I mean, when people uh, would attack We'll say the, the person I voted for in 2020 or 2016, man, I know, I know there's warts all over some of the people that are up there. I don't, I don't trust any of them. Okay. But if you can't admit the flaws in some of your arguments, there's just no room for discussion. And that we're, we're all so dug in. It's either all or nothing. It's ridiculous. Well, that kind of supports my CNN uh, process, right? Change, go 180 and actually just do straight news, straight opinions on both sides get smart people on both sides and just have a discussion you know and see how that would work you know if that 74 percent says they just went to see both sides i think that would work for cnn whoever it would be that would just cnn would be a good one because they have the power they have the name at this point in time and if they did a 180 boy i think i think that would be huge now that also you know i think uh, santa claus would have to probably be part of that process and he's not real so i hope there's no kids listening <laughs> oh hey so I, don't, hey I don't think it's gonna happen you know i don't think it's you, gonna happen you serious clark no uh i'd like to see a show with jake tapper and uh greg gutfield let's have them both on there and let them show us that they really are journalists or you know any of tucker get me tucker well, and jake no they See, I, I like, you know, I'm a very pragmatic person. I'm a very pragmatic thinker. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I like Tucker. I think Tucker's the same way. He, he just, he just puts the argument out there process by process by process. And that's how I think. So it works well. Uh, Greg, you know, Gutfeld is a libertarian. He's a hardcore libertarian. He's not really conservative. He's not really liberal. He's a, he's a very, and so is a cat on his show. So, you know, he's not, he might not be the right person to have a good discussion with from a mainstream sense. Well, people call themselves libertarians now because I know that Shapiro, libertarian, um, Joe Rogan, yeah. libertarian. Well, that's what they call themselves. I know, I know. Uh, Tim Pool. I don't know if you know who Tim Pool is, libertarian. But they all sound farther right every day. And I don't know if that's just a sign of the times that we have some opinions that are getting a little too too much for people that they're pulling farther and farther away. Maybe that's what it is. But well, yeah, you you brought you brought up Rogan, but there's David Rubin, and David oh, Rubin is a classic liberal, right? And he's yeah. a classic liberal because you know he's 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 gay. He's for gay marriage. I mean, he's, he has a lot of viewpoints that are not quote unquote conservative, right? 
but yet he gets painted as a conservative because he is a civil liberties guy, which which I am too a lot. But he's a civil liberties guy, and that's what Gutfeld is. You know, there's very civil liberties, and they just want to protect it, and they just get smashed, smashed by the media. But what's always interesting if you watch Fox News is you know they don't call themselves media because it's hmm. not convenient to them. They they just rail on the media, which you know we're not a part of, but they just rail on the media. But yes. I'm sorry to tell you, you are media. If you're giving an, if you're giving an opinion or you're giving something out there, if you're reporting news, which they report news, you're the media, whether you like it or not. It fits, you know, their, uh, need, it fits their needs not to be media because we hate the media. You know, Dave Rubin has been called a white supremacist. <laughs> Dave mm-hmm. Rubin. Yeah. 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 But so was the uh, so was the uh, the uh, African American lady that got. Uh, appointed uh, that v- voted in for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. Oh, that's right. She's a, yeah, she's a white supremacist. <laughs> well, you know. so is, what's his name? Uh, Elder. What? Not Elder. Larry Elder. Larry yes. Elder. Yeah. You know what? I have some other exciting news too for season three starting in January. We're going to have a brand new freaking sponsor. And I'm going to make it a surprise because uh, they haven't paid me yet. But we're going to have a brand new sponsor. It's going to be something you like, something that's popular, something vastly different than anything in the HR world. We're just going to get about lifestyle from now on. So welcome a new sponsor. Welcome a new co-host. What could possibly go wrong? Let's get back to Momo. Once I've always felt that when you're in an argument or you're, you're in a discussion, once they start calling you names, you've won. It's over. You have won because they run out of things to argue about. So that all they resort to is just bullying you by calling you names. And that's really all it is. It's straight bullying. So do, does the media have hope, Momo? Is there hope? No, there isn't hope. I'm a very optimistic person if you know me. It's not. Because, again, it's it's about money. It's a, They're all owned by big corporations, right? So it's all about ratings. It's all about it's all about clicks. It's all about getting advertisers, and that's why whenever you get a group of people that want to hit hit the, hit the news agencies hard, where do they go? They go to the advertisers, right? Because yeah. that's how you hurt you hurt them. You hurt them in their advertising dollars, and so that's where they that's where they go first. So that tells you all you need to know about what's important, and it's all about advertising. You know, the, the papers were the last bastion of, of hope. But again, you, know, you can see articles, like you said, you can see whether it's magazine, whether it's newspaper from, you know, 120 years ago. And it's still the same crap. It's still the yellow journalism. And we learned about yellow journalism in school, right? In our history oh, yeah. classes. So that was around yeah. in the 1800s. That's been around forever. You know, there's nothing new under the sun, my friend. I've read that somewhere. It's a good quote, isn't it? I, I, I think yeah. I just made it up. Yeah. I like that guy's book. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, no, um, I think that we were trying to read because I doing some research on that. We saw some of the articles from back when, like early election cycles and the first, the first uh, presidencies, and they were horrible. Yeah. I mean, they would go after each other so bad. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's not new. Uh, so maybe there never was hope. <laughs> maybe it's just I, I don't know I mean is the hope has got to be with the individuals listening to learn to try to get more than you know one side of an argument I, I think that's where it is yeah you ever watch uh, any of the videos by uh, Army Hor- Horowitz 
No. Oh, he's great. So he, he's a conservative, but he he'll always he'll always ask a question to somebody. It's usually somebody on the left, right? And he and he and he changes the name to Trump, and he says, you know, Donald Trump said this, and then of course they just rail against it. They get all mad. And he says, well, really, that was Obama that said that, or really that was Joe Biden that said that. And I think that's a great way to do it. You know, uh, uh, the left is much better at politics than the right, and the left oh, has yeah. the benefit of having the media on their side. You know, I don't think any, I don't think any reasonable person would disagree with all that. And the, you, you finally get the right, the people on the right that are starting to do dirty things. And I see, I think Project Veritas, as much as I like seeing it, as much as I like, I think it's dirty. I think it's dirty pool. Anytime you're sneak, you're doing something, recording somebody or on camera without their knowing, I think that's dirty. Now, you know, is it, is it, is it helping out on the right side? It, it probably is. But, I, you know, I, I don't like I said, it's a I don't like it, but I probably watch about 15 of his videos. So, you know, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. I'll, I'll raise my hand on that one. Well, like uh, look at somebody like Julian Assange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I mean, there are 30 years ago. He had been a hero to the left. Right. He would have been a hero. Right. He would have been uh, the deep throat guys. Yeah. That's a, I forget. God, the names. Wood, uh, what's his name? Woodward and Bernstein. Woodward Bernstein. Thank right. you. But now they're yeah. just I mean. But see, that was all that was all a big deal because it was Richard Nixon. I mean, there is the FISA warrant abuse is far worse than Watergate. Because you had the FBI, the DOJ, you had the Clinton, right? The Clinton, you know, doing this whole fake Russian dossier. CNN and MSNBC and CBS, they did a whole thing for three and a half, four years on Russia, Russia, Russia. And it was all crap, all crap. And that you're talking about just, just went away, right? Just went well, away. Well, they they all offered they all offered weeks and weeks of retractions though and apologies for that. Yeah, yeah, I remember all that too. It was on page 28, page 27, in the lower right hand corner. Oops, we got it wrong. Right. But all you have to do is go back. I remember that's 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 part of the most I ever watched Sean Hannity because because he had Sarah Sarah Carter and she's the one that did a lot of this work and she oh, was yeah. and she was darn good and she did her job she was a true journalist even though she was doing it because she's on the right you know and uh, and then you had Nunez that did that five page memo and then Adam Schiff just got all out of you know that's not what it says that's not because they had, they had to go to a secret vault inside Congress to read all the documents right right so Nunez went in there wrote his five page memo and memorandum and then uh you know, uh, Adam Schiff said, oh, he's lying, he's lying, he's lying. He came out, he wrote his own 11-page memo because, you know, it's like it's like when you're a kid, you know, if you wrote 11-page versus a 5-page, you expected a better grade. Mine goes to 11. Right. And then the uh, IG Horowitz, I think also his name was Horowitz, came back and he wrote a thing about the whole thing. And guess what? Guess who was right? Guess who nailed it from the start? It was Nunes. Nunes, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and when you have it, you have the FBI, the DOJ, you have all of them involved. I mean, what was Watergate? Watergate was all about cover up. It was the Republicans going into the Democrats, you know, offices in, in Watergate, getting busted, and it was all about the cover up. That's all they got in trouble for was cover up. Right. Not the crime. Not yeah. the crime. But this crime's a lot worse. And then you watch CNN. I was watching it when we, we talked about this. I started watching I watched about two hours when I watched. I, CNN was on my TV. You know, and so they had that. They had the Andrew McCabe, you know, part of that cover, part of that FBI group, and he got fired. He got fired by Rosenstein, who was part of the whole pro. He was a part of the whole thing. You know, he got fired. 
Here he is on CNN, you know, James Clapper, you know, he lied to Congress many, many times. And here he is on CNN. And then that's where you talk about people. You lose people, you know, you lose, you lose what people that take you seriously anymore. And then you have Chris Cuomo interviewing his brother and you got, you got these right, these conservative websites and and Fox news talking about how many people uh, Andrew Cuomo killed from COVID oh, yeah. in a nursing home. And it's all true. What, ha- what happened? What happened as soon as he was out of the door? What did the uh, new governor talk about? They redid the numbers of COVID deaths, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. They redid them and there was a lot more deaths in New York than there was that was reported under Cuomo. And that gets underreported. That's a big deal, isn't it? It's not a big deal when the, the guy that won an Emmy for his he leadership. Yeah. And, he, and a book. And a book. And it's all, it's all, a lie and his brother was covering it up or, you know, it's funny because I watched, I watched Tucker Carlson that night and Tucker Carlson was actually, you know, Tucker can, I think Tucker can be fake too. Sometimes I think he, he, especially, you know, he, like he surprised at something. He's a pretty smart guy. He shouldn't be surprised at all. You know, but he was actually backing up Chris Cuomo because you're going to protect your brother, right? You're going to protect your brother. You're going to protect your brother, but you're not going to go try to dox the people Right. That may be accusing him. Correct. <laughs> and that's kind of where he was going. He was trying, I mean, he was trying no, to, I understand no, no. Yeah. all the stuff about, hey, let me be involved in the prep and the talking points. I mean, yeah. that's that's his life's work. Right. Uh, but he was digging up dirt. He was digging up he dirt. He was. Of course he, he was. was. He was are like, you, fi- you know, are you familiar with the reporter tailing the, the bus, remember, yes. recently? Yeah. Yeah. Same type of thing. It's like, come on, man. That That's just. Now you're start. Now you're hurting people's lives. Yeah, that was a great video. Oh my god! If you want to give and a video to your kids, go. This is what it sounds like when you're lying to me. Yes, yeah. And then they call the lady in New York, right? She's oh, hammering. She was, your- she was worse. But I love how the I love how the guy driving said, "Hey, wasn't it my idea?" That's you know, whose yeah, was it? Here well, she was is. my boss's. Yeah, here she is. Yeah. But you know, you're familiar with Cheryl Atkinson. Cheryl Atkinson. She was the one that used to work for CBS. She was their, their investigative reporter, won a lot of Emmys. And then she got fired and she wrote a couple of books, you know, about the okay. whole media thing. And so it was back in the Obama days, right? And she's, she, so she wrote a book. Uh, let, me, let me find find it here. I think it was called uh, Stonewalled. So she wrote about the book about her, her experience, right? And she was talking, she was trying to, she was digging in on the Fast and the Furious, Okay, then eventually she got shut down. And this is this is to me, this is the number one problem we have here. And her boss at uh, the CBS News president was a guy named David Rhodes. You might not know you've heard of him, but his brother No, but I I do remember her now. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, his brother was Ben Rhodes, who was a who was a national security advisor to President Obama. So how is that not a complete, you know? Conflict of interest. Yeah. You know, I'm in the ophthalmology world and, you know, and when doctors get up to present something in front of a crowd, they have to, they have a page on their presentation that says who all their consultants with, right? They're consultants with this company and this company and this company and this company, you know, why shouldn't the, uh, shouldn't the media, the newspapers and all that kind of stuff do the same thing. They should have to. Oh man. It should be automatic. I would love for candidates to have to have the logos for all the companies they invest in yeah, <laughs> with their board members or that they're, yeah. Oh my God. Of course. Then I think then we'd all realize, you know what? They're all working for the same people. 
they are working with the same people. They're all working for the same and, people. And that, you know, that comes back to the whole uh, uh, deep state thing, right? Which yeah. Trump is right. Trump is correct on. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's Republicans, you know, they call them rhinos, right? That they don't want Trump to succeed at all because, you know, it hurts their business. It hurts their income, you know? Yeah. Well, everybody up on the Hill's got a pretty good little gig. And when somebody comes in there and tries to blow it up, that does not sit well. And the Republicans can look clean, right? They can look clean because they know the Democrats are going to do all the dirty work, right? <laughs> they don't have right. to get their hands dirty. With Trump. They could just sit back and say, yeah, oh, Trump's a good guy. Trump's a good guy. Knowing full well he's going to fail because of, of <laughs> what's going on, right? So they, they can just look clean. And, you know, I, I, I actually have respect for for the, uh, you know, I know uh, Liz Cheney is a, yeah. you know, they hate her on the right. They hate her on the Republican. I, I, just, I just admire whether I agree with her or not, they just go against the party. And you got, you know, you got uh, Joe Manchin, Joe, Joe Manchin, Manchin, and you got Cinema from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because remember, what was the big thing? One of the rallying cries of the, of the thing was, "Oh, you know, uh, country over party, country over party." Well, that's as long as you're, you know, you're agreeing with that, you're you're good with the party. As long as it's your party, <laughs> as long as it's your party, right? Yes, but yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I love them. I love, I love the, I love the Mavericks. Whether or not, you know, I mean, I don't like Mitt Romney, but. You know, and that's made me. I don't like Liz Cheney much, but hey, at least she's thinking for herself and doing what she thinks is correct. Well, that was kind of John McCain's whole thing, right? That was kind of John McCain's whole thing, but I think he, I think he was less maverick than what was portrayed. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. God rest, God rest, old John McCain. <laughs> yeah. <anyway. laughs> that's, so, again, that's that's one of Trump's stupidities, right? Going after McCain when he right. dies. I mean, and even going after Colin Powell when he dies. I mean, you're a moron. You're just a flat moron. He he can't help but be a be an idiot well, half the time. Yeah, know. well, that's that's you know that's why I don't miss him. You know, I don't miss the ego. I don't I don't miss the ego maniac. I think he did some good things, but I sure don't miss the, you know, the ego and the and the and he was not a presidential president. I think we should have a presidential president in my world. Yeah, I do too. And we don't have I one don't now think, either. I mean, I we don't, don't have one now either. Now. I no. don't. I think Obama would definitely pass that test. He he was yeah. definitely presidential, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can have a whole another show on that because uh, yeah, two thousand six. And I think what happened too is you had we've had media bias. We've had this kind of dirty pool for years and years, and then twenty sixteen, the unthinkable happened, and people's minds blew up. Yeah, and and so any kind of internal governor they had that might've stopped them from getting in too deep and, and being really, really hacky. I mean, you look at videos of uh, Don Lemon giving reports in 2015, for instance, yeah. he's a very rational, rational, sure. reasonable guy exactly. saying things that some people That's, do not want to hear. You look at him now, you're like, it's not even the same guy. No, I've, I've, seen, the same I've guy. seen the, I've seen the same thing you're probably referencing, but it's just like, you know, I hear people at the time, Kennedy, Johnny, if JFK was around, he'd be a Republican. No, he wouldn't be a Republican. No, no, no. He no. would not be a Republican. He would be a Democrat. And he would have the same viewpoints as the govern the, the, the senator from Massachusetts would right now. He would. Yeah. Because that's politics. Yeah. And they they change with the wind. They change whatever's gonna get them elected, whatever's gonna make their constituents happy. So no, he that's wouldn't true. be. You know, would he would never say you know, ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what, you know, that's not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. He wouldn't say that now because that's not a Democrat stance anymore. 
Yeah, he'd say defund the police. <laughs> I'm not sure he'd go that far. Because <laughs> he's smarter than that. He is smarter I than kid. that. I kid. I yeah. kid. I think of a few things he might but, but he probably wouldn't say he probably wouldn't tell them to shut up about it until it became until now when Biden has to say that. Well, that's stupid about defunding the police, right? He has to say it now. He didn't say that eight months ago or or you know uh, fifteen months ago when he's running for president. He can't say that. But now he can. Well, you know, there's a there's a there's a show too. I, I I want you to go out there and you know beat some bushes and see what you can find out in your reporting efforts because we could have an entire show where we just review campaign promises and just see where we stand. And not to, I'm not talking about for the most recent president. I'm talking about for any president. We can roll the dice. It's just amazing. So. Anyway, Momo, I'm glad that you jumped on here with me. You're you're a watchdog. You keep the media, you keep it safe for the rest of us. <laughs> you, you and uh, you and Brian Stelter, you're you're two of a oh, kind. He, he and I are two peas in a pod. He's <laughs> he's he's a close friend of mine. We go way back. Yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, he's the greatest. It's uncanny. You even resemble each other. It's crazy. Well, if, if you consider me uh, George Alexander, I would agree with you, but I'm not quite. Uh, I'm not quite George Alexander yet, but I'm getting there. You, you mean Jason Alexander? Jason, yeah, George Costanza. George Costanza. George Costanza. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother man. Take care and keep up the good work. Well, thanks for having me on, Witsy. I appreciate it, buddy. It feels like old times. Oh yeah, farting cow lives on. <laughs> Talk to you later, my friend. Hey guys, reminder once again, HR Hardball does not reflect the views of any of my employers, but of my somewhat unstable mind only. Also, production, I'd like to give credit to Junk Boy, my kiddo, who does production and editing on these podcasts. If you're interested, hit us a note. We'll get you a good rate. So uh, we will talk to you next time. Happy New Year. Be good.